What's good, everyone? My name is Jacob Moses, and welcome to another episode of the Not Boring Tech Writer, where in each episode, we focus on a different skill that you can learn to enhance your skill set, improve your marketability, diversify your career, and ultimately break the stereotype that technical writing is a boring career. This episode's skill? Embracing the long game of technical writing. Anyone who's been in technical writing for a few years or has attended a technical writing conference has witnessed how quickly the field is evolving. Technical writers have had to shift from Microsoft Word docs to single source authoring. They've had to learn how to become project managers. And they've had to learn basic programming skills. In short, technical writers have had to learn how to become flexible, shifting their skills and focus as needed to prepare themselves for shifts in the industry. It's essential that technical writers learn how to survive the long game of technical writing. However, it's not easy. It can require continuing education outside of your 9-to-5 job. It can mean feeling very uncomfortable in a new setting. And most important, it can mean, understandably, forgetting to create an enjoyable life for yourself outside of work. That's why in this episode, we have Jody Winter on the podcast, Auckland, New Zealand-based technical writer of 15 years, who's faced all the struggles that come with embracing the long game of technical writing, and thankfully has lived to tell the story with insights that will help any technical writer prepare for and embrace the challenges of growing and fostering their career. In this episode, Jody shares how you can embrace the long game of technical writing, including how to observe changes in the field and how to respond, how to respond to seasons of burnout where you feel like you're not making much progress in your technical writing career, and as always, how to find opportunities to ramp up your skills along the way. Big shout out to Knowledge Owl, a wonderful knowledge-based software product for sponsoring the Not Boring Tech Writer, and I hope you all enjoy this episode. Hey there, Jody. How are you today? Hey, Jacob. I'm well, thank you. I'm happy to hear it. How's life in Auckland, New Zealand? Well, it's very well. Um, we're in the middle of winter at the moment, so um, it's a little bit cool outside. But other than that, it's uh, quite a fine day today. I'm happy to hear it. Well, Jody, so nice to have you on the podcast. And I'll tell you what, it's been a really nice time having some guests from outside the US on the podcast. You know, a uh, a few episodes ago, we had Mahal and Pavel on the podcast to talk about developer documentation. And now today, I get the pleasure of chatting with you about, you know, as the years pass in our technical writing careers, how we can stay on top of latest trends, how we can learn new skills, how we can avoid burnout in case the work becomes a bit too monotonous. And of course, throughout the process, how we can still ensure that we're making a, a good life for ourselves outside of work. So really excited to have you on the podcast and hear what insights you have to share for us. Thank you. It's good to be here. So Jody, to get started, you've been in the tech writing field for about 15 years now. To give listeners an understanding of how this field has grown and evolved over those years, let's flash back a little bit. Could you give us an 
a brief description of the type of work that you were doing in those early days of tech writing? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I did a postgraduate diploma um, in technical communication um, in 2003. It was actually a project manager before that, and I ch- decided to change careers completely. Um, so as part of that um, course of study, I had to do an internship, and I did that um, at a company here in Auckland. And basically, I was brought on board to write standard operating procedures and disaster recovery plans. Um, so that was about 2004, um, my first professional year, end of 2003, that kind of time. So, yeah, I started off writing SOPs and DR plans, which was quite technical and threw me in the deep end real fast. It was a great learning opportunity because um, it really allowed me to um you know, really hone my skills and sort of the, the nuts and bolts, if you will. For and, listeners who uh, aren't familiar yeah. with that work, Jody, how, how would you describe that work, those acronyms? Well, for listeners who are familiar. Yeah, sure. Um, a standard operating procedure um, document or an SOP um, is basically writing um, standard um, procedures for technical, in this case it was technical users um, who were managing um, technical systems and products. Um, So it's basically telling them um, how to use, maintain, and um, just manage their systems and products. And that ranged from anybody to, from doing app support to people who are managing bits of the network. And disaster recovery, um, DR, is basically how you rebuild a system from scratch or at any point in its failure. So you can, you know, you're basically writing to describe how you build something um, at, at any point in a, in a, you know, in a disaster or some kind of event that has happened to affect the system. Gotcha. So, yeah, so that was pretty full on. Um, so I ended up doing that for the first seven years of my career and kind of, became a bit of a specialist yeah Um, yeah so that's that's how I started so Jody what made you make the move from project manager to technical writing what what did you see in technical writing what what benefits did you think this career would give you that encouraged you to make that shift well it was interesting I was in my early 30s and I had been doing project management um, for about five or six years and I was really I really thought that was what I wanted to do, but I was I was um, working hideous hours. I was overweight. I was unhealthy. I was barely seeing my partner. I was I had no life, <laughs> pretty much. Sure. Um, and I kind of worked out that I was good at it, but I didn't really enjoy it. So um, I thought, hey, there's got to be something else out there. So I kind of stumbled across technical writing. Um, I was I was sort of deciding between three. Um, different careers in technology because I wanted to stay in technology. Um, and so, yeah, technical writing um, kind of sounded appealing to me. It just um, seemed to me a way I could stay in the technology field but be a little bit more of a generalist, I suppose. Um, and lucky for me, there was a, um, an online course that was operating out of a, um, a educational institute in Christchurch here in New Zealand, and um, I did that. I rolled and I got accepted and off I went. It's funny you say that you kind of stumbled into technical writing. I mean, I, I went and got a technical communication degree um, at the University of North Texas, graduated in 2015. 
but even today, I mean, people are still saying that just they still kind of stumble into this career. Um, UNT, yeah. the university I went to, I think it's one of maybe a dozen universities where you can actually get an undergraduate in technical writing. But for 99% of the folk, they just kind of fell into mm-hmm. it. They either were, uh, they were into technology at first and then got interested in writing or vice versa. So it's funny to see that despite, I mean, the 10 plus years in between, mm-hmm. we're still kind of just kind of stumbling into this line of work. It's true. And it's funny you mention that because, um, yeah, it's. I think it's typically the way it happens. I mean, there is no undergraduate course in New Zealand for technical writing. There is no degree in technical writing. So what I did was a postgrad diploma. Um, I, you know, there's certificates, there's uh, diplomas, there's um, papers you can do as part of other courses, but there's no actual degree in um, technical communication. Interesting. Is there an association for technical writers in New Zealand or anything comparable? Yes. Yes, definitely. I'm very proud to be a member of um, the Technical Communicators Association of New Zealand. Um, it's very active. Uh, it's been around a long time um, and is a very strong organisation. Um, yeah, they're great. They um, offer workshops. We have conferences every two years um, and lots and lots of opportunities for networking and um, learning. So, yeah, it's it's great. I'm very um, lucky to have such a great organization to be a member of very good and listeners i'll make sure to include the link to the association that jody mentioned in the show notes so y'all can check it out jody so you for the first i think you said six or seven years of your technical writing career for the most part you're doing a lot of the same work was there at any point where you notice a considerable shift in the work that was either expected of you or the way that the tech writing industry had changed that as, as a whole did that shift ever occur in the past 15 years of work that you've been working in tech writing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess in the first sort of six to seven years, I was just pretty happy concentrating on what I was concentrating on. I was getting enough work. I was learning a lot of technology. Um, I was writing the same kinds of documentation. Um, and I wasn't really, I guess, paying too much notice of what was going on um the biggest thing I was noticing at that period was how how, I don't know how bored I was getting with writing the same kinds of documentation so yeah I'm actually at the time it was not great um but I got my contract didn't get renewed um so I had to um look for work elsewhere and I ended up um Uh, doing a contract in Wellington, which is my hometown, um, which is, uh, you know, another part of the country, um, and doing a a little contract down there. And then I came back to Auckland and ended up working for an organisation that wanted to move away from um, uh, traditional authoring and into single sourcing. And that that was a game changer for me. That was about 2010, and I basically got plunged headfirst into um, the concepts of single sourcing and authoring tools and different types of publications. So that's, I guess, when I first started taking notice of what else was out there, what, that the expectations were different. This company actually wanted something different from me. Um, So that was a real turning point. And I started to sort of lift my head up and go, okay, 
I've got a bit of a learning curve here. Um, I've got to sort of get into this. This is, this is the way forward. And, and at the time, it was definitely the way forward, um, the single sourcing and the ability to reuse content. So I guess, yeah, about that time was the first time I thought, oh, okay, um, got to got to take a bit of notice here. There's something happening. There's something, this a new way of doing, you know, of doing the same thing. So Jody, you said earlier that you were a specialist, you know, and of course you should be proud of that. You had been doing this work for seven some years and really honed in your craft in this specific aspect of technical writing. You know, of course, with any career, we face different obstacles. Maybe, like you said, a contract doesn't get renewed or we lose work. What was that like for you being a specialist in technical writing and then having to shift and find what sounds like was a different industry and also learning a whole different form of authoring as well? What was that period like and how did you handle it? Well, I still have a really close relationship with this particular organisation um, that introduced me to uh, single sourcing and the, this new methodology. And we joke now that, um, you know, there was a lot of swearing that was coming out of my corner <laughs> at the time. Um, basically, I went from linear Microsoft Word um, to bits of content in a relational database. And the concept was extremely challenging for me. Um and it was not a happy time, I must admit, I'll be honest. I I struggled. It took me quite a few months to really um, appreciate the value in it. Um, up until then, it was just a whole lot of, oh, God, you know, this is so awful and such a pain. And yeah. why was me and what am I going to do? But then I'm so lucky I was given the opportunity. I'm, I'm so lucky that I, I got into it and I didn't back down um it was really important because it's just formed the foundations of of everything how i deliver content and what i recommend to organizations when i go into new organizations it's about reuse and it's about these methodologies that will you know really get more bang for your buck out of your content um so yeah so not a not a heavy time um but it, it passed real quick and um, I was able to lift myself out of it and go, okay, if I want to be current and, you know, awesome at this, I really got to do this and I really yeah. got to embrace embrace this new way. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the honest truth. <laughs> yeah, and you're exactly right. Sometimes, you know, if if we somehow have the foresight and the free time, we can, you know, maybe on the side, I'm going to teach myself you know, maybe Madcap Flair or InDesign or Photoshop. But other times, like with, with your journey through technical writing, Jody, it sounds like you just got it, got thrown into it and had to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, but, you know, um, I'm so grateful for that now. And I guess that's just an age and stage thing. You know, you kind of look back on your life and you go, oh, well, I'm really, I'm really lucky that they just kind of went, Okay, we're just gonna walk past Jodie's desk and ignore the swearing, because <laughs> we know she's capable and we know she can do it, and and you know, and hey, I, I could do it. So yeah, <laughs> I was I was very lucky to get that support. So yeah. So Jodie, this may be a good message for employers or people who lead technical writing teams. Of course, as we know, this field is constantly evolving. We're seeing a big shift towards API documentation. Thinking back those years ago, whenever you were thrown into learning single source authoring, what types of leadership or encouragement or resources did you get from the leaders in this organization 
that kind of helped you tell yourself, okay, like this is something that I can learn? Or did you just have to bootstrap it all on your own? <laughs> no, I was actually, so my current employer that I work for um, is, is great as well. This is the, the employer um, that, that introduced me to single sourcing um, was my previous employer who, like I say, I still have a really close relationship with. Um, so this is a company that um, produces um, very state-of-the-art um, point-of-sale retail management systems and solutions, um, very complex software, very challenging market. Um, they really needed someone to just be able to be dropped in there and, and get going. And I think what they saw in me was I was a good writer and I yeah. was extremely comfortable and confident professionally in what I had to sell them as a service. But they really needed that little bit extra. They needed to not, they needed me to look beyond Microsoft Word. They needed me to really embrace something different so they could get the, you know, the outputs that they, that they really needed. So they basically purchased the software, which was author it. Um, and they said, okay, you know, just, off you go <laughs> yeah get on with it you know um we'll give you the space to to do it and and they literally left me alone for I don't know six weeks I guess um while I while I got into it and you know once I merged at the other end um I just I just started you know doing what they yeah. needed and and that support and that space was really important because it's you know when you've got a resource in the organization, you really would like them to be up and running as quickly as possible. And they were just great. Yeah. They just sort of let me let me get on with it. Um, so it's very important to support, um, well, not just writers, any anybody in the organization who is willing to, you know, grow and is willing to respond to the needs of the organization, um, just to give them that space and time to, to learn and, and get really good at their craft. Absolutely, Jody. And now you're in the latter part of your career. Has it been mostly a focus on honing in your skills on single source authoring? Have you faced similar challenges as you did in, in the early days of being thrown in to learn new technology? Has this been a time of just kind of cruising in the single source? It's a comfortable position to be in. What has the latter part of your career been like? Well, I guess the most career growth has probably been in the last five years with my current employer. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I've always been aware of how, how quickly you can get stale. Um, and I'll be honest, I guess the last, I've just celebrated the, my fifth anniversary with this organization. Um, right. And I guess about a year ago, I was feeling like I was just kind of, you know, cruising along and, and I was comfortable and I was doing what they needed me to do. But I didn't feel like I was doing anything fabulous or dynamic or, and I guess after, you know, 14, 15 years in, in the game, you kind of go, Oh, you know, right. Well, this is okay. And I'm not, you know, does it matter? Is this, you know, this is not a bad thing to be sure. just comfortable, but I thought, eh, no, actually I'd like to do more. I'd like to, I'd like to look around and see what else I could do. So what I did was I started, um, looking within the organization for opportunities while I was thinking about a course of study because I knew that I needed some higher education. So I just looked in the organization and I sort of asked some questions. Okay, well, what can I do? What more can I do here? Um, so I 
talked to my CEO and I said, look, um, you know, I want to do some different things. So I just started getting into some different um, collaborations. Um, I started making more videos. We invested in a new video production tool. Um, I started writing system messaging and uh, screen labels for the development team. Started doing um, common language um, rollout across the organization. A um, whole lot of different, you know, ways I could offer my services to get sort of freshen up. I, I revised my entire library of um, content to move away from menu-driven to topic-driven taxonomy because I knew that was the way we needed to head. And um, so, yeah, I just sort of started going, okay, what can I do to, to make myself fresh as well as offer new exciting things for the company? Um, so once I kind of started doing that, it gave me the, the inspiration to start looking around for different opportunities to learn outside of work. Yeah. Um, which has sort of led me to um, current, you know, um, course of study that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, thinking about continuing education, there's so many great organizations out there helping tech writers not only find community, but ramp up their skills. I think about, you know, write the docs out of Portland. Think about, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd rather be writing Tom Johnson's mm -hmm. blog. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we have STC. We have this association out of New Zealand that I just learned about. So many great opportunities for the tech writer who's, you know, just curious. Maybe they're not ready to make that huge shift from, you know, doing end user documentation to developer documentation in the next 10 years or go from, you know, tech writer to developer. But at least if you're just curious about what else is out there, like, like what you said, Jody, what, what skills do I already have that can apply to maybe a different department within my organization or maybe a whole new job title? I mean, what you just said really captures a theme that we hear a lot on this podcast when we talk about, you know, how can we ramp up our existing skills? It's like, hey, whenever I just took the time to, you know, maybe grab lunch with a developer at my organization or talk to some of the folk in the marketing department, a lot of people have been very surprised of learning how their skills translate and how they can find other skills to complement the work that they're already doing. And great to hear that that was a similar experience for you, Jody. Yeah, I think you're actually, you're right. I think um, technical writers need to really understand that a lot of the opportunities come by understanding the challenges other people face in the organization. So you're only, your customers aren't just your readers, um, like especially if you're writing in user documentation. It's also your internal customers. I, I literally just a, a month ago had a, a coffee with one of our software developers and she's um, really great. She was very supportive. She's very supportive of what I do. And she suggested, hey, have you thought about teaching some writing skills for the organization and I've done a little bit of that before but not kind of like as a as a distinct program of work so now in a couple of weeks we're launching a company-wide you know you know sort of sessions with Jody That's we're gonna awesome, do Jody. yeah That's we're awesome. gonna do all sorts of writing sessions one-on-one -on -one coaching drop-ins you know certain times of the week people can drop by my desk get some advice yes. I'm gonna do um you know um teach people specific techniques that they can, you know, use in their everyday writing and, and just to benefit the whole organisation. That just came from a discussion over a coffee and it's um, it just goes to show, you know, what 
what opportunities are out there just right under your nose. That's wonderful, Jody. And probably in the process, mm-hmm. maybe you'll you'll pick up a bit of skills in in developer documentation. And listeners, <laughs> I, I encourage y'all to, to go back and check out. I can't remember the exact episode number, but with Mahal and Pavel talking about developer documentation, this totally relates to what Jody's talking about: conversing with your colleagues, seeing where your skills can not only help them do their job better, but also help you do your job better and pick up some new skills along the way. Mahal and Pavel do an excellent job of explaining for people who want to get involved in developer documentation. It usually starts off with, like Jody said, just walk up, maybe get, get a coffee with them, invite them out to lunch, start this conversation about how y'all skills relate. And then before you know it, you build some rapport. They're willing to help you out. You you help them out as well. Seems like a some really great energy that we can have within our organizations to to mutually benefit one another. That's exactly right. And that particular episode of your podcast was really inspiring to me. Um, and, it, and it was kind of a natural segue into having this particular um, chat with this developer. Um, she approached me, actually, um, but it made me more open to what she was suggesting. And it's real, like you say, energy there. And sometimes we all need a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Jody, to wrap up, you know, we flash forward to 2019 You've been in Tatlarani for about 15 years. You're starting to learn some new skills. I know you're getting involved in learning more about developer documentation. Here in a couple of weeks, you're going to start teaching writing classes at your organization, which is awesome. For technical writers who maybe feel like they're in this cruising phase, you know, we need it in our lives. We don't want to be constantly immersing ourselves in continuing education. We want to we want to watch the occasional comedy and, of course, have a good family life. But if they feel like they're in a place where they're ready to learn some new skills, where do you recommend that they start? And, and maybe not a specific skill, but more so just a, a philosophy that you recommend they adopt as they go into this new phase in their career in technical writing. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess um, I would say first check if technical writing is still the career for you Mm. I had to ask myself that question um you know and if it is I I would say um look for um, quick and easy ways to ramp things up in your current job like I did next I'd say ask yourself what technologies you feel drawn to if that is if you're working in the tech sector um what would you enjoy writing about and for who um, you know, are you overwriting for one audience and you'd rather start writing for another audience? Um, I'd also say take a long, hard look at what you're producing and how. You know, do you still really need to write, you know, um, wholly in print? Mm-hmm. Um, could you start looking to make the move to online help? Would videos be a better way? What kinds of formats are you looking at? What kinds of methods are you using to produce your information? And, and then finally, I'd say talk to your employer and be honest with them and say, look, this is how I feel. Are there any opportunities for collaboration? And I've been quite open with my CEO. Um, I report to him. Um, and as a result, I'm producing more videos. Um, I'm using superior tools than I did before. I've got lots of creative freedom. And I'm being trusted to look at 
better authoring tools. Um, I'm just yeah. researching yeah. Um, Madcap Clear at the moment as a new authoring tool to potentially move us forward. So I think, yeah, I'd just really recommend technical writers just lift themselves up and ask themselves some honest questions about where they are and where they want to be. Jody, that's remarkable advice. I know it's advice that I'll adopt myself and I imagine several listeners are nodding their heads as you're <laughs> explaining good. all that. So. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's wonderful and really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Oh, you're very welcome. I, hopefully it's been helpful. <laughs> yes, it's been remarkable. Jody, if anyone wants to connect with you, learn more about the great work that you're doing, maybe even catch one of these writing workshops. Where can people connect with you online? Well, I'm on LinkedIn, um, just um, my name, um, and I can give you the, the link to that so you can put it in the, in the notes. Um, Very good. And, yeah, that's probably the best way to get in touch. Perfect. Well, Jody, this has been a joy. I really appreciate sharing your experience and journey with us. I know it, it gives me some, some new hope as I continue to work in technical writing in a, a certain way. I'm not uh, a straight-up technical writer anymore, but still do some documentation and look forward to applying some of the advice that you shared today and oh, look forward I'm to chatting to with it. you again very soon. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jacob. Thank you, Jody. We'll chat soon. Thanks again to Knowledge Owl, creators of the wonderful knowledge-based software for sponsoring the Not Boring Tech Writer podcast. And thanks so much to each of you for listening to this episode. Talk soon.